Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit PlanetBroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where my friend Alastair George William Trombley Birchall and I, Andrew Matthews, come up with a number of sketch ideas. The number is five. The number is five. That's right, baby. Hello to you today. Alistair, everything I do now is tinged with anger. Really? Well, I've been been noticing that. (laughs) Don't think it's going unnoticed. You have a... You know, even things I thoroughly enjoy, I do them slightly angrily. What do you You know? I I attack them. Yeah? Do you think it's related to um, the joy that children bring into your life? It must be to do with the joy. (laughs) Maybe you're spending all your joy on your children. So that you I think that's what it is. So for the rest of your life, you have just leftover emotions. So you know how like the sun, right? Yeah. yeah it, so bur- it burns hydrogen. Whatever right? you're going to say, yes, I already know. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I'll, for the benefit of the listeners, the sun burns hydrogen, right? Mm-hmm. N- nuclear fusion reactions, yeah. right? Up until the point where it's burned all its h- hydrogen fuel and it starts to burn helium, <laughs> right? Which is a, a less efficient and less, you know... Uh, good fuel for a sun, sure. But it still can burn it because you know once it's that big and that powerful, it can it can it can burn pretty much anything. I'm like that. I've, I'm using up all my love. I've burned yeah. all the love on the kids, mm-hmm. and now I've had to find alternative sources of energy. Now, so now I'm burning rage. Yeah, okay, that's cool. I thought, <laughs> and I'm swelling like a red giant baby. Yeah, really. Yeah, I guess that that's kind a of a red giant baby. A red giant. Look. I guess the sun is in many ways like the incredible. The, it's the original Incredible Hulk. Mm. <laughs> but the, yes, you don't make me burn helium. You wouldn't like me when I'm burning helium. Yeah, and then it gets real big and, and red and red and swallows the earth. Yeah, we were talking just before the episode Alistair started. It's news you to know. me. No, no, no. I was there. All right, I heard it, and you said, "Is Superman a superfood?" I think that's funny. Yeah. And I think it deserves to live on in digital form and not just the bullshit conversation that you and I have that we both know is worthless. Great, Andy. I think nothing. I guess what the listeners don't realise is that when we're normally talking, it's, it's exactly, exactly the, the same. same as the podcast. <laughs> but it's worthless. Exa- and we don't write any of it down, and we, but we also allow ourselves to stop talking for a little bit mm. of time so because we don't... And we never start again yeah. conversations because we're worried it's going to be way too boring for the listener. That'd be great, though, wouldn't it, if you could just start a conversation again <laughs> with someone. Yeah, but you'd bring so much rage to it. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe that's what I need. You know, I'll just have one rage conversation, get that out of the way, and start a fresh one. Yeah, you know? so, so, do, wait, so do you think, as an icebreaker, we should just throw in a little uh, cannibals have realised that Superman, whilst being super at everything, yeah. is also a super food. Yes. And 
they're trying to figure out how to cook. I guess you got to cook them sort of in a sort of like underground in a hungy. Yes. But instead of hot coals, you use sort of kryptonite, kry- kryptonite coals. Yeah. But does the kryptonite flavor it, or is kryptonite flavorless? I think it would. I think it, look actually, I, I'd worry that kryptonite would have a very sort of chemical kind of. Mm. taste to it and you'd wind up with a superman that tasted like you'd cooked him in a brand new oven before burning off the uh you know the the manufacturing residue yeah you know, and you get that sort of weird well, plastic unpleasantness maybe we could just steam him all right <laughs> <laughs> actually that would probably be better i think it would preserve a lot of the goodness mm. of superman i guess if you keep them if you keep them separate from you you keep the the, crypt- the kryptonite coals mm. separate from him. So you keep it under the pot, but he's in the pot. Mm, great. And so none yeah. of the chemical taste is coming through, but you're kind of tenderizing him through. Yeah. I guess there's not a lot of meat that you steam. The other way that you could, Hot dogs, you could cook Superman is you'd have to get him to cook himself because apparently the way he cut, he shaves, right, is using his eye lasers and with a mirror or something like that. That may not be true. That may just be something that's non-canon that people say as a joke is the way Superman shaves. But yeah. also, right, if you could get him to somehow reflect his own eye lasers back onto himself, mm. he could cook himself. That's true. Yeah. I guess if you could just get him, like maybe he's got like a flaw. You know, like so if you, mm. you've got that reflex, you know, when you hit your knee in a certain spot that your leg kicks out. Yeah. Maybe because all of us, we don't have lasers in our eyes, but there might be like a little button that Where you can push. Where you can poke him. Yeah, and his like lasers Some come out. Some sort of nerve. Yeah. You just find it, you tap that, yeah. you get his lasers going. What you Ooh. do, maybe it's Ooh. like it's you, you get you get that Spock chokehold. Yeah. You know that Spock chokehold thing, right. I guess? That so pinch. we just need Spock, and so then we we'll get, be able to cook Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. I'd go for any educated Vulcan. <laughs> sure, great. But at the moment, Spock is the only one. I don't know how good their education system is and mm. whether or not that's a thing everybody knows or whether it's a, it's, a, it's a move that Spock invented. Yes. Or whether the Spock, the move, is canon. I think it, it's the Vulcan nerve grip. So I think it is a... It's a it's, you sure. Know, well, that sounds it's good. It's a cultural thing. Unless that they... You know, it's just all the, all the humans called it the Vulcan nerve grip mm. because they saw Spock do it. And you know, and then they're tarnishing all Vulcans with this grip sure. brush. He's just the grip. He's the gripper. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're calling it the Vulcan nerve grill, right? And it's the way that you cook Superman. Okay. Great. Right. You put him in a room full <laughs> of mirrors. You give him the Vulcan nerve grip on his little uh, Superman button, right? Mm-hmm. And the reflected light from all the mirrors bouncing around. Yeah. Cooks him. Now it cooks you as well. You're in there giving him the grip. Mm-hmm. So you got to get out, maybe get, you get out of the out. room of mirrors. Yeah, you dive. Is out it a house before. of mirrors? Could be. Yeah, could be a house. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if because <laughs> I, I mean, how do you trick Superman to get into the pot? You tell him it's a house. You tell so him it's a house done. of mirrors. He goes in there and he's the going to go in there for fun. Yeah. Reflect. You know. <laughs> Reflect. Yeah. Um. Um. You know, it's. I, I, it, you, oh, he'd love this. Call it a fortre, fortress of multitudes, right? Yeah. And then, I don't get that. Is that, a, is that a well, thing? Well, he has the fortress of solitude, right? Oh, right. This is the fortress of multitudes where you go in there to be surrounded by people. Well, but once they're I just have, reflections. Once I have all the information uh, oh. required to, to make the joke work, it, I really like it. You, you laugh real hard. Yeah, I, I laugh hard. Yeah. As a, you know, in an abstract sense. I also think that maybe you don't actually need Spock there. I think. 
we're at this point when we're doing this, we're probably um, at a point where you can go to like one of those kitchen appliance mm. sort of stores, and there's just like a they they have just like a like a like a little pinchy thing that you can that kind of looks like a right. you know like <laughs> yeah. one of those clips that holds things. Maybe but it's that you sold can, in like a TV advertisement or yeah, something. <laughs> and it just holds there, and then it, and it works for people who um, have tasted sort of um, people from Krypton Kryptonians. Mm. And they've realized that it's actually, you know, they are the best superfood. And then they're traveling around the universe looking for Kryptonians who live under yellow suns. Yeah, cooking them all in their houses of mirrors. Houses of mirrors. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty straightforward pretty sketch. Pretty straightforward sketch that I think could would feel at home on almost any of your run-of-the-mill sketch shows. If Mad TV comes up, comes back, maybe yeah. we could put it on that. Maybe it's straight on there. Um, just to go back to the... The rage. Yeah, right? into your rage. I want to know, Alistair, that, like, sure, you can get to Nirvana mm-hmm. through achieving inner peace. Mm-hmm. But I reckon it's one of those things, like, where you, you can get there multiple ways. And sure. I reckon it's not just about... It's not, a, it's not the peace, that really, that's important. It's the yeah. purity of the peace, right? It's the absolute nature of the peace. But I reckon if you were also to achieve absolute rage... Yeah. You'd probably also be able to get. So it's just the purity of an emotion. Yeah, that's that's peace, my theory. The emotion of peace. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, I guess, really, what it is is that peace is that it's the it's the pure emotion of calmness, mm. right? And what it is is that it's so pure that there's no other emotions in there creating disturbances, impurities. Exactly. You've like got that. laminar flow. You've got right? absolute <laughs> laminar flow of one thing. You're, fine, yeah. you th- you're thinking clearly for the first mm-hmm. time in your life. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that at some point you could become so rageful, Yeah. Uh, so enraged, I guess. I guess, yeah. Um, that, there's, that there's nothing else in there to dilute mm. that. No impurities in your rage stream, right? And yeah. then I think that's another, bam, straight through. To nirvana and right. but but is your nirvana still like a euphoria or is it or is it like a rage phoria <laughs> what's, what's the opposite of euphoria um i read I it yesterday. i read it yesterday is dysphoria is that a thing it could be a dysphoria like it could be a thing like was, you got a utopia and a dystopia yeah i think it might be dysphoria great oh uh, because i read it in the one like joe mandy you know joe mandy you know about him uh, no, anyway, he's a stand-up. He's a stand-up, and he he quit Twitter in 2017 at some point. But he wrote, you know, his final post is a big thing about why it's a horrible thing. And he had said, "You remember like like last year when people were talking about these kids that were um, dipping cigarettes in this embalming fluid and smoking it, and that you know, I think it, I think it was a myth. I don't think people were actually right. doing this, but." Um, but it's one of those like news things, like people are smoking embalming fluid. Kids are eating yeah. ceiling tiles. And and the thing was that apparently this gave people a dysphoria, mm. and like it, it guaranteed absolutely horrible feeling and experience. And yet people became really addicted to it, mm. and they couldn't stop doing it. Yeah, wow. So he yeah. likened that to Twitter. Didn't and that's kind of what he said. Twitter was like. That's pretty apt here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's apt. Yeah. Although sometimes people have been tweeting about our comedy festival show. And yeah. It's just. Which, man. if you really want to see, you missed it. Yeah. You missed it, and I'm sorry because this podcast comes out uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Even though we're recording this right before going to do the final show. Yeah. 
So we haven't missed it. We haven't missed it yeah. right now. And if you're listening to this through the wall, yeah, right, you live. haven't missed it either. <laughs> you dirty per- ear perv. Um, but yeah, sorry guys. Anyway, it was a great run, and was, that we had people from the podcast, like listeners of the podcast, come along, and we met them in the flesh, and it was bloody great. Shay, Isaac, yeah, you guys are legends, and the rest, and the rest as well. Yeah, do you do you know the names of some other listeners who came along? Those are these are the two that came to mind. Oh, oh, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah, Nathan came along. Thank you for letting me say his name. No problem, Andy. <laughs> I wanted you to. I wanted everybody to know that you're the most caring of, of the people. Yes. Well, bloody hell, all of you guys and everyone else who yeah. came along, we love you so much. So much. Now. All right. Sketch rage, ideas. rage, euphoria. Yeah, yeah. Is that so? Do you think that? Mm. Are, are we saying that it's like that? Maybe that the the Buddhist philosophy of re- attaining. Mm. Well, what's the thing again? What's it called? Nirvana. Nirvana is actually. Uh, just a sliver of a much broader phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And that you, but but are we saying that you get rage for you, like that you, or like uh, is like your a rage you f- nirvana? Like, is it different, or do you still just go? Uh, yeah, I, I I like that one because I mm. think it it gives us a nicer transition. Sure. I also think that like think of the other ones that you could get. And I think we've got to come up with funny names for the type of euphoria because I because I got one here, right? It's euphoria, right? It's it's spelled almost exactly the same as euphoria, but it's e w euphoria, euphoria, right? And this comes from pure disgust, right? And it's uh, like you know you're in a state of total uh, discomfort and uh, dis- dissatisfaction, and you just feel gross and oh, grimy and really that, like that unclean ki- and that kid the other day who spent twelve hours in a sewer after falling into a sewer and he suddenly survived somehow. Yeah, well, that he probably would have got through that way. Yeah, he well, was close. If he'd stayed in there for another hour or two, he would have. He would actually transcend, become a, become a Buddha. Yeah, well, he comes out as some kind of like creature of pure disgust. Oh, he should be at least some form of like demigod kind of thing, right? Yeah, you hope you. Does he, does he, he gets no powers at all. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah. Nothing. Well, and and he and he's swimming in effluent, and he gets nothing in return. The universe is cruel, isn't it? You'd, oh my you'd think God. there'd be a payoff. Was it actual sewer sewer or like a sewer we sewer, like absolute sewer, like they like like people were saying it's a miracle that he survived because. People do not last long in those things, but he found a place where there was an, a breathable air pocket. Breathable air pocket is there is what they're specifying because there are pockets of air in there that are not breathable, that are just methane and just horrible things. Yeah. Can you imagine just for a second being up to your nipples in s- sewage and what the texture would feel like as you pass your arms around to try to oh, like fuck. Yeah, let's see. I imagine it would feel a lot like swimming in warm bok choy <laughs> warm bok choy yeah don't you reckon no because there'd be so much no no bear with me alright <laughs> Alistair okay because think about it you, you, you know when you get your your, your noodle uh, dish yeah. right and your bok choy's in there it's gone all floppy right and it's slopping around right yeah, it's got but... that kind of stringy thing that'd be like all the toilet paper Right, yeah. and then the the, the heavier. Oh, well, you're really coming to this with rage. 
the heavier, thicker end, right? That those would be your chunks of stuff. Yeah. Right. And then and then in between. Oh yeah. No. Look, it's a. It's per. It's a, that's exactly what it would be like. I think that would be the case. Only when people have eaten exclusively bok choy, because I imagine it's so hard to bite through. Yeah, it's that n- even in your stomach it doesn't decompose at all. It's just stringiness, mm-hmm. and it's not a digestible. It's like you know those uh, those baby wipes mm-hmm. that they're yeah. always telling us don't flush them down the loo because they don't break down, yeah. right? And they find uh, an accretion of them in the sewer, right? Mm-hmm. That's like twelve kilometers long, and it's just the most disgusting, huge conglomerate of uh, baby wipes Fat I've bird. ever seen. I imagine there are bok choy bergs, bok bergs down bok there. Bergs, yeah, yeah absolutely. That, um, that they don't tell us about because they want us to keep eating bok choy for some reason. I think I think bok choy is even better for you than kale. I think there's something about this, like the the strength of those. The fact that it just goes straight through. You. I think the fact, like like, I think that those fibers are so strong. That's mm. where their that's where the their nutrients come from. The strength. The strength. Yeah, maybe it's just something. It's it's good for your digestive system to experience something that it can't break down mm. just to learn that it has limits to humble it to humble it exactly yeah. <laughs> humble your lower bowel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the fibers in bok choy is your colon getting too big for its boots my big colon is yeah your your colon oh, no, its head up its oh, big intestine small intestine i was thinking big colon small colon but We've just got one colon. Right? It's just one colon, baby. What does the colon look like? It looks it looks like a witch's hat, I believe, yeah. or maybe a, a weird carrot. Is it like very long, the colon? I don't think it's that long. Uh, look, I might be wrong. Yeah. I, 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 but I think the colon is. I think the colon, everybody, is the bit that's like the funnel bit that's at the very bottom of the intestine that goes straight to the ass, and that's where you pack the poo in. Yeah, right. After it's gone through everywhere. Oh, so that's where it's like the waiting room. I think it's the waiting room. Yeah. I think it's the antechamber. It's the airlock. It's the airlock. <laughs> it's and the so that's... non-breathable airlock. Yeah. And so, and, and so is that, is it, are you cl- keeping your colon closed in order to not, no, like, no, cause I think shit you the rectum closed. The rectum. Yeah. But surely that, surely the asshole isn't the last line of defense. That's not everything that's holding everything in. Right? I don't know. I don't know how many lines of defense there are. Because I, I mean, if if there's a if if we're stopping at the colon and then there's also the rectum, then there's like that's that's got to be the two lines of defense. I think we're holding. Are we holding things back at the colon? Because we're not holding it in the chamber, right? Like, it's, is it just like not, up against just the wall? <laughs> it's just not piling up against the wall of your. I don't know. Occasionally, I, it feels like that, but I don't think that can be. It, you right? know what? I've never thought about this. Right, exactly how. <laughs> I think oh, that we man, would. I'm sorry, listeners. No, I, I think we would be better. I think, like, don't you think you would be better at going to the bathroom if you knew, if you understood the mechanics of yeah, it? Yeah, right. You th- you, quite possibly. When yeah. they teach people to sing, they teach them about the the mechanics of how Where the vocal the cords so and the diaphragm. Consciously, yeah, right? and you can take control. Exactly. Yet none of us know how our colon mm-hmm. slash rectum mm-hmm. works. Probably. We're driving these cars, but we don't know what's under the hood. Exactly. We've, I mean, we know we know about the wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? We know what we can see. Yeah, we know what like we you know we've we've learned through the controls that we have. But it would be great to you know, we could probably get better better controls. Well, that's something to think about. Is there a sketch in it? <laughs> master your ass. I'm, An ass master masterclass. Ma- master. Yeah. 
Um, look, I, I mean, I don't think that there's, it's, it's that crazy. It's not a desirable sketch. I mean, this is where we would get, you know, you can get that, that line that we try to put into almost every sketch where we know more about the surface <laughs> of the moon than we do about the surface, <laughs> the innard of the moon. <laughs> yeah. Alistair, that sentence doesn't make any sense. You, you, the audience, the listeners are not going to know what you were just saying. Okay, well, can you say what the actual line it, it, is? It is like we know more about the surface of the moon than we do about the human ass. Is that right? Something that the, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but right. that's, that's so that's not a regular saying. Like, isn't that a, or is that just something you and me say a lot? I, I don't. I the, the thing about the human ass. No, no, no. But like that, the beginning of this. Oh sentence. no, we say that. Yeah, we know the begin. The beginning of the sentence is well known. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, this, this framework is not foreign to everybody. No, no, but the way you structured it, then you left out any of the information about the ass, And so it, was, it, was, it would have been no, confusing to listen. No, I didn't, because I was saying, I was referring to the ass as a moon. Yeah, okay, obviously, Alistair, but people didn't know that's what you were referring to. Wow. So when you're doing the twist on it, they don't know what you're twisting. You oh. were twisting your ass. Anyway, I'm just we glad that, that I can give you opportunities to let out your rage. This isn't rage. This is like, you know, no. sort of slightly befuddled. Andy, Andy it's not and rage. Caring. Like, like when you, like when you do the show, you're not doing. It's, you're not doing a rage show. No. But it's powered by rage, yeah. and it's coming through. <laughs> you know. It's fine. I'm just. I'm just <sighs> talking about the fuel. So. Yeah. Um, is there an education sketch in this, and and people, you know, uh, trying to educate people about how the the rectum anus works well it is it, it is a line that another line that we've come up with mm. and we haven't used i believe is that human beings only use 10 percent of their ass <laughs> is that another thing that we've said i feel like that, that is definitely something, something that we've said on the show possibly so, on the show so look there's a lot of, and and there's there's that that image that i've always wanted to have in a sketch <laughs> this is really a, a wish fulfillment sketch yeah. for us. we're cramming everything into the one ass sketch yeah it's that it's that thing where it's a scientist on a stage giving a presentation, and he's got a he's got like a little curtain with like a golden like bit of rope. Yep. And he goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, the human ass." And he pulls the curtain, and then it opens up, and there's just an ass there. Oh. <laughs> and then maybe he could teach him how. <laughs> why don't we know enough about like why doesn't the average person's where's the like the human's AQ? Mm. <laughs> Anal quotient? Yeah. <laughs> Ass quotient, maybe. Ass quotient. Um. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's as many cues as there are facets to the human experience, yeah. right? And the fact that we've only gone as far as the IQ and the EQ is, just shows how far we have to go as, as human beings. We've got, to, we've got to get all the cues in the alphabet, right? And then maybe we'll, you know, we'll become, we'll, we'll realise our true potential, okay? And maybe then the aliens will come down to us and they'll say, you see, this is what we were waiting for. Now that you've mastered your AQ, you're ready to take your place amongst the stars. <laughs> They'll give us the secret of interstellar travel. And, you know, if we trot. I mean, there is a chance that they are watching us from above. <laughs> Keep keeping track of how well we're doing with our asses. Well, that's why they're doing all the probing. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> the, the fact, 
the the idea that aliens want to know about the inside of our butts is <laughs> i mean that is that is the like almost the um the the, the the flip side of the we know more about the surface of the moon than we do in, about mm. <laughs> the like, I mean, we know more about the, <laughs> the human ass the human ass than we do about the surface of our own moon. <laughs> that's a that's that's a that's just a species with different priorities. Yeah, you know. Uh, well. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Andy, how is that? Is that a demi sketch for this? Yeah, it it it, it could be. Um, it, I think it could be a good place for the sketch to end, almost. Yeah, you know, like if if the aliens do come down, they say, "See, this is what, this is what we were waiting for." Now you're, uh, you're getting somewhere. You humans, you spend so much time fighting, you know, and uh, you, you hurt each other. <laughs> you don't know what's important. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a lot of talking about us. Yeah, Andy. That's, but, it no, wouldn't... people don't. You know, people don't talk about it. This is for men's health. We're doing this for men's health. This is a sketch for, um, you know, Movember or something. Yeah, that's great. Look, yeah. comic, get your relief. get your polyps checked. Mm. Is that an important thing? Polyps. I mean, it sounds like something that you'd find at the beach. Is, is, a, is a polyp actually a marine type uh, creature? Mm. The polyp? God, it's a great word to say on mic, isn't it? Polyp. Polyp. So, sorry, George, if these are, if these plosives are popping the... Uh, plosives are popping polyps. Polyps. Mm. Um, well, uh, that's where we're up to so far. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, I picture a polyp to be sort of like an internal wart. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But I also picture that it could pop like it's full of something. Look, this is too gross. A wart is a little bit like that, though. You know... You, is it full of something? No, but it feels like it could be. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Well, it's it's full of something, but it's just full of more wart. Like, it's not something you can get out of it. Yeah, and it's just what it is. And what is more wart? Is it just skin or is it something different? I think it's weird skin. I think it's skin that's gone gone bad, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's been deformed by... It's had its DNA altered by the virus. So it's a virus that's given I you think, warts. I think, I think warts are a virus. I thought it was witches. Or frogs, toads, maybe. Do yeah, toads do toads really give you warts? I think that's not true. I don't think you can get warts. From so toads. just witches. Just witches. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, witches. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's interesting that like people are trying to reclaim witches, right? I think maybe it's not so zeitgeisty right now. It feels like like ten years ago, maybe mm. it was more a thing that that as part of sort of uh, feminism of one particular wave or another, I don't know the details, but the, like the idea of witches and of being a witch and harnessing some kind of feminine power mm. in a way that couldn't quite be defined but that was like happy to be mistaken for magic mm. or to play with those conventions was like a thing that was back in, yeah. right? But I think it's a shame that they didn't go the full witch and, you know, really, really push it down the... Hook uh, nose. Hook nose. Big wart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the classic witch, right? Big hook nose with a wart. With a wart, with one one real, like, pokey-outy wart. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Okay, I guess it could be a mole. I guess it could be, like, one of those awful... Mm, yeah, it could be, like, a hairy... One of those moles with hair on it. Yeah. You know, you get one of those... Like, Probably have to get it checked. Past muster. You're right. If it's a mole, it's <laughs> probably... 
It's probably got something going on. Um, what about this? Like, it's it's either sort of like men's rights activists mm. uh, who yeah. are trying to upset feminists by starting f- f- uh, male witches. Okay. Or yeah. or it doesn't have to be that. It could just be, uh, you know, it's a news story about how anybody can be a witch these days. It's not it, how it used to be a thing that was just for females. Mm-hmm. And, um, that, and, and that, that, that is interesting. And then, and then the story at the, near the end goes to, and, well, similarly with wizards, um, and then they go in and they go, no female wizards, and like he casts a spell on them, and and, yeah, and they still don't allow. Right. So, 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 what you're saying is we're talking we're talking full witches, right? Like proper wart on the nose, like pointy hat witches, yeah. right? Um, but with in a way that like you would do something about how many male nurses there are now, and the sort of the mm. how they're actually up. You know, it's it's they're doing a great job of challenging the perception that only women are nurses. Yeah. And you know, it's 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 sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's insulting or it's, de, you know, uh, demeaning to assume um, somebody's gender based on their profession. Yeah. In the same way, witches, and we're talking like proper witches who like will steal your babies yeah. and like <laughs> Broom. Put, yeah, put a curse on the prince, yeah. and that kind of thing. And they don't want, they're trying to get away from the perception that they're all women and how men can be witches as well. Mm-hmm. And like as somebody is, you know, uh, as the villagers are coming to attack this coven of witches, they're saying, mm. "Burn these women!" And you know, somebody's saying, "Well, actually, some of us. Um, I'm a man, yeah. and sorry." Yeah. yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, and then maybe look, maybe this could be a whole. It could be a four-part series. Oh, great! I love that you picked the number four. <laughs> Far out, Alistair. So, because then we're talking about then. Then we we look later on yep. at the effect. At the effect on uh, of of climate change on witches, because a lot of the species that they used to be getting sort of frogs eyes from frogs, especially here in Australia, mm. amphibians are they're a bioindicator species. Alistair, mm. the damage to the ecosystem shows up straight away in the uh, in the frogs, yeah. and then you look further along the food chain at the species which depend on the frogs for yeah. their existence. What do you see? Witches, <laughs> and then they're starting to struggle. <laughs> yeah. So the witches are also a bio indicator. They're further up, <laughs> and also a lot of uh, pesticides and that sort of thing. Because mm. the witches eat the eat the frogs, they bioaccumulate in the witches, making the witches more poisonous and therefore unhealthy. And therefore, creatures which prey on witches, some kinds of eagles, perhaps, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're yeah. also dying out. Or bigots, bigots, yes, you know, sort of preying very... on the witches. Yeah, but also. Um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I mean, forget it. I was about to say something about preying on witches, where if they're made of wood, you know, the idea that you'd make pews out of a witch. So, were the witches are made out of wood? Are witches made out of the wood? I thought maybe that's just a the thing they said in Monty Python. I think that might just be a Monty Python thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but still good. The idea, though, when you're talking about the idea, so maybe one of the places where some of the male witches came from mm. is that, like frogs, mm. uh, when there's like too many of one gender, they, they, they just flip. <laughs> this is interesting. Yeah, well, they have green skin as well. That's true. A lot of them, like a frog. So, I mean, you could make this and just play it real straight. Play it real straight, baby. It's a four-parter. We play it real straight. Play it real straight. We got so we got gender politics first up. Yeah. Then we, we got, got climate change. We got climate change. That could be third app, maybe, because mm-hmm. then we start we start looking at. I mean, second what, ep. what about what are we are we doing the pay gap? Is that in there as well, or is that roll into the gender politics? One? Well, I wonder whether they get paid at all. Because mm. what? What about unionizing the gig gig economy? Uh, you know, uh, workplace relations, that kind of thing. Are we sure. I mean, look, that could be great. We could look at future of work. Future of work, mm. um, or or automation. Maybe how mm. automation is is, is oh, affecting them. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, because like, you know the kind of potion manufacturer and that sort of thing, and the idea that you would go out there and you would um, mm. R and R and D is very kind of yeah. time consumptuous. It's, it's quite a bespoke kind of thing, isn't it? Like, mm. And it does feel like the boiling uh, to- uh, Newt's eyeball at midnight uh, on a full moon yeah. in a blasted field. Yeah. You're like, okay, sure, but what if more than one person wants a love potion. If you're going to scale this product yeah. as a startup kind of a thing, mm-hmm. startup witches, right? And then you know, so, some, some young Harvard graduates come in and they disrupt the whole witch industry. Yeah, that's great. Um, oh, it's yeah. all done with an app, and then they that. send you the stuff. But you know those scientist scientist machines that they have now, like they they can just, you know, they can like let's say they, I think maybe they look for bacteria and things like that by just like having endless petri dishes and this thing that comes around and drops things in and mm. no is that a thing you know how yeah, like you know, probably you, anyway. yeah it's like some big uh, science farm yeah and but like Robotic. that but, but you could do that with witches you know essentially yeah great um i did have another idea what was wait we did automation mm. we did uh, we did pay i said mentioned pay gap and gender politics and that kind of thing and uh, workplace relations and the gig economy out there is anything along um, those lines ringing any bells i guess for also baby? they're um, oh, I think there was just going to be a thing where, like, one of them's having a problem with. I guess this could be in the climate change episode, but you know they're living in the forest and you know they're trying to boil their cauldron, but there's a total fire ban on. Mm, interesting. And so they keep getting in trouble with the rangers. Yep. You know that's another thing. Maybe there's you know I mean look I don't think this this one will, will carry a whole episode, but there's something to do with the aviation industry and them and their and their brooms, <laughs> and maybe how drones have affected <laughs> drones, their lives. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll figure out the fourth episode. We'll bang that out. Because uh, there's got to be a fourth episode, Alistair, because it's a four-parter. Well, you're gonna why, why are you gonna do why are you gonna do three episodes? No, I don't know. Yeah, that that's crazy. Weird. That would be, that what is such a strange number. I mean, three is a powerful number in which uh, mythology. But you know, whatever, four. Well, yeah. then let's do six. Four's a new three. Let's do six. Great. Let's do, let's six do nine. Then. Andy, come on. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, I'm being silly. You know? All right. You're May, right, you're right. I'm writing down. Have we not written, May of Witches? Have we not written them down yet? Oh, no. Great idea. You know? All that stuff. You know? Full part of We're talking, we're talking th- real issues here. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. get to talk about real issues. But Alistair, we're looking at through, them through a lens. Through the, a through lens. the prism. It's more of a prism. A series of lenses. Do do witches use prisms or is that more of a scientist thing? Because that's, 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 the prism is the is the most... Hippie scientist thing they have, right? Yeah, because it makes rainbows, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, but it's also like a crystal. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wow. They, it, it, that is interesting, isn't it? That like that science in that thing really appropriated it like a hippie thing. Mm. I don't know if there were hippies around when Newton was doing his original experiments with prisms, <laughs> and if they felt like he was appropriating their uh, their culture. Yeah, and or, yeah, maybe some of the other scientists were like starting to dismiss him because he's like, mm. oh no, he's going all incensey. What do you think about some other cultures that could be appropriated? Could you pass a smell through a prism? Alistair, okay. come on. We, we passed a rat through a prism <laughs> oh, on a previous right. episode. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, you're right. Wait, what did you say about, what we, about cultural appropriation? Well, uh, what other cultures can we appropriate, right? Like, mm. I think that there are some yeah. that are, like, deep, deeply boring. But what? Pro- like, to which pick one? the obvious example, Alistair, mm-hmm. we're talking accountants. Could they have their culture appropriated? Sure. Could their, you know, their little uh, yellow visor or whatever, no, green visor that they wear, you know, um, when they're I, doing, adding up their sums? I think that that's, I do think that's funny. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty basic entry level well, kind of stuff. I was wondering about, what about drinking culture? Yeah, okay, good. And so we're appropriating drinking culture. And so there's, there's a lot of quite horrible things as a part of that. But mm. the idea that then you would have sort of these drunk people that are, sort of protesting and kind of like yeah. <laughs> about like I like I, I don't know how people are appropriating drinking culture whether it's um it's people kind of being rowdy in the streets mm, mm. vomiting v- vomiting in the streets yeah but yeah. like they're not really drunk a lot of them mm. you know? uh, I mean but it could be you know like they're yelling at somebody who's genuinely sick <laughs> someone who's had to like Go to the shops to pick up like some hydrolite so that they right. can rehydrate. Oh, so the drunk people are accusing this person who's genuinely sick of yeah. appropriating drunk culture. Yeah, of drinking yeah, appropriating drinking culture. Drinking culture, sorry. Yeah, definitely. Is that a, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, we, 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 is this political correctness gone mad? You know what? I think it actually might be yeah. in this case. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we've done it. I think we've driven it insane. Mm. I mean, that's a great four-part series there. It's called Political oh, Correctness Gone Mad. Driven Insane. Driven Insane. And then you have examples that really are, maybe it has gone Man. too far. Yeah, Alistair. I've never seen a better candidate for a four-part series than this. <laughs> I mean, as soon as we started down this track, I was like, I of was the, already... Yeah. Of the four-part series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. Well, I think there's an art. You know, each, each number of uh, parts to a series probably has its own... It's its own art, you know, way of approaching them, mm-hmm. and I think this one, I think we just nailed it in one, you know, that you just know, like you can look at that idea and sort of instinctively feel it's a four-parter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I get that vibe, very much coming off it like a like heat off a hot road, you know, those wavy lines. Yeah, but except instead of a wavy line, it's, it's the number of, four. It's the number four. <laughs> I've got my number four sense, you know, sort of like my fourie sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of like Spidey sense. Mm. Um, uh, Alistair, I'm Am gonna... I writing that down? Appropriating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. look. I'm going to write both down because I don't, I don't see why not. You know, like what, what are we? Some kind of arbiters? We're not arbiters. I've never arbitered in my life. Bloody write it down, mate. Alistair. I'm going to say something because it keeps popping back into my mind and it's a wordplay thing and it's not an idea, but I just want to say it to get it out there. Sure. And maybe if this is the sort of thing that some of the audiences has, has had pop into their minds, 
they'll feel less alone. Yeah, great. Right? I want that. Uh, it's Bigfoot, but it's not Bigfoot. It's Bigot Foot. Right? Oh, there you yeah. Go. See? And in fact, Bigfoot is actually just the word uh, bigot with the word fo uh, put inside it. So, oh, yeah. you know, that's something to think about as well. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, bigot foot, I guess he lives in the forest. Mm. So he's probably from the country. Yeah. yeah. But it checks out, doesn't it? Already it checks out. Yeah. He's old, like a grandparent. And he's sort of been, he's removed himself from a lot of progress as well, I think, by a... Mm. Not being seen or or wearing uh, shoes running, or wearing shoes, yeah. right? And uh, <laughs> look, anyway, I just had to say it. You know, it's fine. Did you see that story about the guy? I mean, look, this guy could be that, but maybe not. But he, uh, the guy, he was a S- Spanish teenager who was found living with wolves, being raised by wolves. When did this happen? In the nine in the nineteen hundreds, sometime. Like he's still alive now. Wow. He's so like, it's a real thing. Like he's 40-something. Is it a real, real thing? It's a real, real thing, I think. You know, there's only like there's only like a handful of like reported cases of people actually being accepted by animals and things like that. Um, but he was he says that since he's uh, been lived in with, with in human culture, he's extremely depressed and he hates it. And that his life used to be so good. As a wolf, man. Yeah, when he was, like, living as a wolf and stuff that he would, you know, like, the, the, the wolves accepted him and, and that he would, he would know what was happening around him based off of the calls of the other animals. They would be warning, everybody's warning each other about things that are coming or predators and stuff. And, and We're doing that with the news. That's what we do with the news. Yeah. Cacaw! News Cacaw! reports. Exactly. Oh, you, what, you prefer us to cacaw? Yeah. A hoot hoot, we could we could have that. That that would be that would be if there was a <laughs> if there was an anim, a genuine animal news channel, mm. news for animals. It would just be a series of <gasps> <gasps> sort of sounds. Do you think sounds. those are supposed to be animal sounds? So they weren't at all. Sorry. Do you think Alerts. that there's a chance that maybe he just he just wishes he was back in those days because back in those days he was young. It's probably <laughs> it just seems better because <laughs> it's nostalgia is all it is. But I know? guess I was thinking that the reason why I was I brought this up was because I was thinking that maybe he could be a bigot foot. Because I mean, he is a bit of a bigot towards a you know, human culture. Yeah, he thinks he's better than us, doesn't mm. he? That's that is incredible. So did he join them when he was like a baby, or what are we talking? No, I think seven or something like that. Like so, there was something where like his family either rejected him or something like that, and he, he was sent to live on a farm with a man, mm. and then the man died. And oh, people wow. didn't f- find out that he had died for a long time. Right. And then somehow this kid wound up living with Fell wolves. in with some wolves. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. Man, that's incredible. I'm going to go away and I'm going to research this. Yeah. And I'm going to have a really good time. Yeah. Um, now... I guess I just thought of an idea of a, another way in which um, we could have culture appropriated is that somebody could be sort of getting really angry with uh, like a smoking orangutan and saying that he's appropri- <laughs> appropriating human culture. That is great. That is, that is political correctness gone mad, and I love it. Right, if we can accuse animals of copying us in yeah. ways that we don't. Yeah, I think that's 
because he's very good. He's getting a lot of column inches. Mm. Yeah, and he's he's mocking us in a way. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's surviving off of our dollar. Yes. Yeah. Yes, living on welfare. Nobody, nobody is taking the ang- an- angle. Nobody out there, Alistair, is saying that animals in zoos are living on welfare. But I'm willing to be the person <laughs> who says that. I'm willing to Thank you. take it to them. Right, I'll be the. You know, I, I don't. I don't mind looking. You know, if it, if it's an unpopular opinion, I don't mind being that guy. Yeah. Somebody's got to start this conversation. I'm just starting a conversation. And you're ending it. And yeah, sure. Yeah, you're putting an end to it. When I have a sleep and stuff, but then I'll pick it up again in the morning. Andy, we have one other sketch idea we need to come up with. Yes. Uh, but it's a it's a listener three words three word suggestion. Thank three you word suggestion. so kindly. From uh, look colloquially 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 he's known Pool. as Flashpool. Flashpool. But yeah, baby. But his friends call him Dean Clark. I think. <laughs> Um, Great. But, Thanks very but, much, Flashpool, Dean Clark. But to most of you, it's just Flashpool. Yeah. Right. And um, his three words are cars feel pain. All right. So it's a sketch where cars can feel pain. No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait it can't be wait, that simple. Okay. I mean, he's given us, a, I mean, that is a bloody gift, that one right there. That The idea yeah. of a car that can feel pain, though, sure. is, is very good. Mm. And... I don't know if you realise this flash pool, yeah. but the words that you've given us, they flow together. Into a sentence. They form what, a concept. What could be a and sentence. And the concept is inherently hilarious. Mm. You've There's a subject. You've, you've paid $3 to submit these words, but I'm telling you, you've we, done all the work. We should be paying you $3. We should be $3. paying you $3. But Patreon just doesn't have that feature. Email us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's good, though. A Patreon where you can, you can pay people to listen to your podcast. <laughs> Uh, like like a, like it's a, called Playtreon. Playtreon. Yeah, it's for people to press play on your podcast. Great. And you know, you you sign and, up, and you yeah, you sign up, and then you put in a, a dollar amount of how much you're yeah you're willing to pay people. Yeah, but there are different levels as well. You mm. know, that sure. Maybe we'll, we could pay more, and people will also interact with us on Twitter. I would do that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, so I do that. And Andy has really been enjoying interacting with people on Twitter. People have been interacting with me on Twitter. It's great. At, at Two and Tank. I'm or, at Stupid Old Andy. Yeah, and I'm at Alistair TB. But Alistair, a car that can feel pain, yeah. right? Because we've got the self-driving cars, right? And they're crashing into people, okay? But we don't... Um, and, 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 and that's obviously a ter- terrible, terrible thing, right? Cars are crashing into people and yeah, killing... Yeah, yeah. We've had... A, Two happen now, or one, or something like that. Anyway, yeah, there's a few. The problem is that the cars don't have an incentive not to crash. That's true. They they, they try they, not. They to. don't have any skin in the game. No skin in the game. A car with skin. skin. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> the first. Oh, with like a fleshy man skin all the way over it. So like, you could it just doesn't use a regular gr- scrotum. Grazed. A regular scrotum. I'm sorry for that. You stretch it out. But yeah, no, I think a car, yeah. a self-driving car, right, with grown with skin. With a skin finish. Yeah, a skin mm. finish that can like get grazed and bumped and bruised. Yeah. I mean, this is kind this of This is what, not crashing into people, this car. It's, this is actually quite interesting because 
like, you know, like we're, we're getting to the point where we're having to have these conversations about like, well, auto manufacturers are going to be the ones who are deciding who dies. Yeah, crazy. Right? Like in, in, in the event of like, oh, it's either a pedestrian or it's their driver. Yeah. What will the car do? And they're coding that into it. Yeah, right? drawing like, a line. If it comes down to that decision, they're coding it. And so the solution for, for automakers, because now they're going to be liable. Mm. They're, you know, that, that they're making a particular decision like that. Yeah. And so they're going to be liable. Reliable. <laughs> <laughs> like a Hugely Toyota. Hugely reliable. <laughs> um, and so the, the way that they can get the way that they can get uh, away from being liable for that is to create a consciousness for a car. Right, so it's the car's fault. The car so, makes the decision. Yeah, the car's making the they decision. They didn't make the decision. Yeah, you know, right. it's, like, it's like with, the, with the, like, the, the killing, you know, like the death penalty thing with the injection where like, mm. there's two people pressing the button at the same time and something within the wires means that you can never know who actually killed the person, therefore... <sighs> They can't convict them or whatever. I don't know. Something within the wires. Something in the wires. Something in the wires. <laughs> Maybe copper. Yeah. I and reckon you could probably work out which ones. And you, just, you just follow the wire probably. No, but I think it goes through a computer. Oh, a computer. Yeah, you can. There's wires in computers. I reckon you could follow yeah, them. Yeah, it's probably a random ju- n- number generator. How are you going to figure random that out? Num- number generator. Or, uh, anyway. Anyway. So are we about to just write down the th- <laughs> as, as our sketch idea is the, the three words that he sent us? Well, uh, not necessarily. Well, I think I think the flesh car right mm. is is an addition to the, the to skin. the concept, right? Yeah. The, that it that it has grown a skin over it. I think is very good, mm. right? I think you know, washing your car, you would then have to wash the car's pits. The car would sweat, right? And it yeah. would it would it wouldn't just get dirty; it would also smell. So, mm. is it, looking after a car is going to become a much bigger thing. Right, you're going to have to actually take care of it. So yeah, so it's <laughs> you have to brush it. Yeah, you got to brush it like a horse. Because <laughs> I guess if it can grow skin, then it can grow hair. Yeah, it'll have hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that'll be great. You have a car with a beautiful mane. <laughs> Put a bow through it. You yeah. Could, you could. You can take your car to the hairdressers. This is this is very exciting. If it's got skin, you could get your car tattooed. Mm. You know. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. So, so with those cars, the ads and stuff in the V8 supercars and stuff, they're all tattooed on there. Yeah. I think, I think as a default, maybe they'll have hair and then there'll be the, like, the Mexican hairless car that you can also get, be a bit gross and weird, but some people think they're really cute. I'm not into it, personally. Yeah, oh, but that means you could pet your car. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it, because if it can feel pain, then it feels wrong that we don't also make it capable of feeling good. Mm. So maybe you can like you know you could scratch it behind the ears, the ears, rear vision mirrors. You think yeah, rear, rear vision, mirrors? vision. Yeah, 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 great. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> don't you know? Don't be silly. I think I think you know the fact that uh, Pixar with the movie cars. I think they're cowards. They mm. made sentient cars. They didn't give them man skin. Yeah, I know. That's and that's why Pixar's going down the toilet. Down the toilet. That's where yeah. they're going. Actually, their next. Um, Movie is Pixar down the toilet. <laughs> it's it's poos yeah. in the toilet, and, and you know, uh, um, a goldfish, a lost, go- you know, yeah, I thought yeah, the right. kid that thought that the goldfish was dead, but he was just just having to relax. Yeah, that's um, down there. All they're all in the sewers. There's a twelve year old kid with a found a <laughs> breathable pocket of air. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. There's and a sketch of Pixar one that's just a toilet. Toilet one. I mean, uh, it's kind of like the way the way that people do the um, the Black Mirror ideas. Yeah. You know, hashtag Black Mirror idea, whatever they do. Um, is that a thing that people do? I think so. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, it's kind of what this podcast is. In a way. Yeah, no, but we go in deeper than a tweet, Andy. Yes. Yeah. We take up much more of people's time. What about if it, it's like a Twitter, but it's for essays? Yeah. That's, that's the you can't write less than 10,000 words. <laughs> 5,000. 5,000. Oh, thanks. No problem. We've, we've gone way... Yeah. We've gone a got lot. lots of ideas. Read All them right. out, Alistair. First up, Superman is a superfood for cannibals. They realize that he's a superfood, and now he's the most prized thing to eat. You cook him in the fortress of multitudes. You got to cook him in the. You got to get him. You got to lure him into a, a house of mirrors. You say, Superman, <laughs> come and look at this. You'll be all weird and bendy. Oh, look you'll at, love it. It's gonna be great. You'll be able to see if there's anything on your back. I guess that's a real. That's a selling point. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you, you can. And you can get get his eyes to s- set his eyes off by giving him a, a not Vulcan nerve grip. This is the weirdest. <laughs> um, we got Rage Foria, mm. which is the other paths to getting to Nirvana. Turns out you just need to feel unemotion purely. I think I think like a, a, a monastery for like rage monks, mm. you know, who just irritate themselves to the point of fury. Yeah, you know, with minor inconveniences or whatever. Which I guess you could imagine if there's a bunch of people raging that it could help a, like a chain reaction, almost like a nuclear bomb. Yeah, yeah. You know, they could self set each other off a bit more. Get they, uh, you know, they 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 don't they don't go, um, they go. Right. That sounds like they're constipated. Yeah, that. Which uh, which would make yeah, them rageful that's as well. What it is. Um, then we have uh, educating the world on how speaking of constipation the, on how the ass works. We know more about the surface of the moon, and then uh, that that'll probably end somehow with aliens coming down, um, and saying that we're ready. Yeah, because they've been laying in wait for to, for for us to figure out how the ass works before they would take us to the fourth dimension. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, but this is this mostly comes down to just. Explaining to people how the colon and and the anus and rectum work, mm. and you know so that you can learn how to. I mean, you can you might be able to sing back there. Make it sing, baby. Make it sing. Uh, then we have the male witch TV series. It's a four parter TV series. It's a mini series. Okay. I think four part. It's not a series. A four part. Well, a yeah, you're right. Thanks. Anyway, yeah, this is about a male witch and uh, how he's trying to challenging uh, the perceptions. Well, it's about uh, a female witches. I oh, mean, there'll be female okay, witches in there too. Yeah, great. You know? Good. I think there needs For to context. be some. I mean, if you're making a witch show, <laughs> there needs to be some diversity. It's kind of essentially <laughs> rebooting Charmed, but with males. That is that. I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. But also, they're proper witches. It's great because you know we sometimes don't. Remember to write women characters into our sketches yeah. for us to then take an exclusively female context and just replace all of the, the women with yeah. men. I think good on us. You know that well, shows a lot of progress we, for us. We don't write that many female characters, but also now we up until now we hadn't been writing out that many female <laughs> characters either. So at least we're adding to that. Um, 
We have a appropriating accountant or drinking culture, mm. or uh, uh, or that smoking orangutan, mm. uh, appropriating human culture, mm. and really getting into it. And that, that could be part of our four part series about uh, political correctness that's gone too far. That mimic octopus that carries coconuts. Humans mm. carry coconuts. That's true. And we use them to dress up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and pretend to be things like a horse. Does <laughs> this mimic octopus is copying us. And are it's we disgusting? Do horses get us? From... No, hang on, Alistair. That's gone too far. Oh, you're right. That's political correctness gone mad. Then we've got bigot foot, foot which yeah. is just an idea. Yeah. It could be linked to that kid, that guy who is now a 50 something year old man. But used mm. to be, or maybe seventy or something like that. Mm. Used to live with the wolves. It could be, but it could just be a bigot in the woods. I think bigot foot is probably not an idea. I'd be happy to cross that one out. Patreon is an idea. Oh, Patreon, yeah, paying people to listen to your bullshit, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, hire an audience. I, I, and generally, I don't, I don't see that that's all that far from, you know, becoming a reality. You can already pay for fake followers on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Now we just need a you know ne- whatever the next level is, fake followers that can interact with you in a meaningful way. But so like, but like the Make idea with good. that would be Listen just to your that, podcast. that like this company would probably find you listeners. So, but rather than just giving you a number on your thing that mm. made it sound like somebody listened, like they're guaranteeing that somebody's listening to yeah, it. But yeah. then it's like, so then it's all these people like in in India or Bangladesh or something like mm. that that are like listening to your podcast. Yeah, but then also part of their job is to. Like make it seem like they're enjoying your podcast mm. and interact with it in a meaningful way yeah. and sort of tweet back at you at things and like draw pictures of you and stuff like that, yeah. fan art, that kind yeah. of thing. It's all churned out. Right? It's all mass produced, but it yeah. makes us feel special. If you know inequality progresses far enough that we are able to uh, treat uh, developing nations so badly that they're forced to... Like, just pretend to value our art. <laughs> pretend to be our fans. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, if there's money in it. Yeah, absolutely. And then we've got Skin Car. Skin Car. Thank you very much, Flashpool. Hope, hope you feel good about that. Hope you don't mind me calling you Flashpool. Baby. Baby. Uh, and that is... Uh, thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair. Are we starting the podcast again? <laughs> um, well, I did the start of this one weird. I thought yeah. I'd do the, the do, do, do that bit anyway. So, um, you can find me on Twitter at StupidOnAndy. I'm at AlistairTB. We're at Two in Tank. You can find us on uh, Facebook. Facebook and, and Twitter. And you can rate us on iTunes. We absolutely love it. Oh, Ratings so mean much, so please. much to us. Ratings and reviews. Yeah. Uh, Look, it's people, good for the visibility of the podcast. They say, they say that. I don't know whether it helps, but what it really does help is make us feel good. Yes. <laughs> in the which end. Which helps us in, keep doing the podcast, which helps there being a podcast to yeah, listen to, like, and that's good for the In the, the show. end, we feel like we're actually happy with the number of listeners that Very we have. Very happy. So, like, it's not like we're trying Thrilled. to boost it, like, through the roof, blah, blah, blah kind of shit. No, we like you guys. We, we like don't want to get guys. on some, like, we're not interested in getting on some non, some bullshit and newcomers, yeah. right? You guys, you're great. Yeah, and so we just want, we need to like make it, make the, we just need to make our bond stronger. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. we just... <laughs>
<laughs> and is it part of the bonding experiences you reviewing I mean, the show? If you need to, rev- if you, any of you guys need us to review you as a person, you know, like if you need a character, a ca- like a character, what's that thing called? You know, you get like if you're if you're going, you're running for mayor or something that you need a couple ca- character references. Yeah, I'll I'll happily sign a character, write and sign a character reference for any of you. Beautiful. It's a two-way street. If you donate ten dollars to Patreon, no, that's, no, that's not true. And hundred dollars will kill a man. Will kill a man, not a woman, though. No, no. But you all have to agree on who it is that we kill. Yeah, it'll be the official enemy of the podcast, <laughs> and no one will be guilty because you all decided. Yeah, because it's that's good. Also, yeah. uh, the comedy festival is still on right now, so go see. Jack Drews, who will be starting as of this the, this podcast coming out. Yep. Laura Davis is still... She's running all she's festival. Running all Check festival. Her out. Laura Davis, so good. Matt Stewart. Matt Stewart. Uh, Dave Warnicky from... Good friend of the podcast. Dave Warnicky from Do Go On is also, I think, doing a Monday show. Absolutely. Uh, and I think maybe they were doing some live pods. They're doing some live pods with, with, with Jess. Um, These people are all very, very good. Martin Dunlop's already f- is finishing tonight, so you guys missed it. So but I go. saw it and it was good. So, yeah. and thanks and again to everyone who came to see our oh show my god, so much festival. We love you, and uh, the, sorry we only mentioned three people's names, but um, we want you to know you're that all you're, in our you're hearts. all cared, you, you're all cared for, and you will all have character, character references. references written for you <laughs> about you and signed by me. <laughs> and we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.